good morning on this rainy day here in Georgia. It's another episode of Healthy Talk slash Talk Healthy. Today's topic is going to be taking care of your emotional and mental health. Pretty soon we'll be getting into the actual physical, but I'm a strong believer that in order to take full advantage of taking care of yourself physically you got to have yourself mentally prepared and emotionally ready for you know things that may pop up <clears throat> we'll start off with the mental about how you need a mental focus to be able to tell yourself on days that you do not want to go to the gym that you do not want to wake up early on days that you really want to eat that cheeseburger instead of a salad on the days that you really want to just sit around and do absolutely nothing when you know that things need to get done because fitness is another version of hustle. It really is. You need to be able to have yourself mentally prepared for all that. You got to be able to tell yourself, you know what? I got a goal. I want to reach this goal. And I cannot reach this goal if I eat this cheeseburger, if I put myself in this kind of environment where people really don't care about whether I'm happy or healthy or willing to take care of myself. You got to be mentally strong enough to say, you know what, I am going to wake up at 530, 6 o'clock in the morning to get my 30 minutes in, to get me a healthy breakfast and get my day started. <coughs> Excuse me. You got to be able to just be mentally strong. Because at the end of the day, that's what your well-being, your health and your fitness is. It's just being overall strong. In what ways can you prepare yourself to be mentally strong? Like we talked about before, remember your why. Why are you starting this journey in the first place? For me, personally, as an example, what helps me stay mentally strong is me being a first responder working with the fire department. I don't want to look my fellow brother in the eye and say, because I'm not strong enough, I cannot get you out of this burn building. Because I am not strong enough, I cannot help you force this door. Because I'm not strong enough, I cannot help you hump this two and a half hose to the fire. I do not want that excuse whatsoever. Lives are depending on me to be strong enough to do my job. I don't want to look my kids in the eye and say, I'm not strong enough to play with you today. I don't want to look my wife in the eye and say, I'm not strong enough to help you with moving the, the, the washing machine or the dryer machine or moving the refrigerator. I don't want to have her have to call some other guy to do something I should be able to do. So for me, that's motivation enough to mentally prepare myself to stay strong. It's enough motivation for me to be mentally strong. Another good why is because you just simply want to. A lot of people forget that just simply wanting to is a great reason to do anything. It's a reason why half of us do anything anyway. Because we just simply want to. Why did you buy that 72-inch TV? We have a 56-inch TV in the house. Hey, I just wanted it. I worked hard and I want it. So, because you want to. Let that be your motivation as well. Sometimes that's all you need. 
another version of mental preparedness like I mentioned earlier is about staying healthy with your food you gotta change your outlook as to I'm eating this food because it's delicious to I'm eating this food because it's good for me you gotta look at food as fuel if I want my body to run effectively efficiently if I want my body to be at its best I have to give it the best gas possible for it to do that. Now, does that mean that all healthy food tastes like crap? No. To be honest with you, healthy food is actually delicious. You can get a whole bunch of healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and lean meats and mix them together, and it most of the time will taste better than the junk food you're trying to put in your body and your wine. And when you get that full feeling, it's not a sloppy full. It's not like, a, oh, man, I feel like I need to sleep for 19 hours or whatever. It's, I'm full. I feel rejuvenated. I have energy. I'm ready to go do something. Let's do something. One of the best quotes I've ever heard, and I wish I could remember where it's from, is, no food tastes as good as feeling good feels. And that is the truth. How many times have we went somewhere, like a fast food joint, ate a burger that at the time tasted pretty damn good, to be real with you. But then when you finish, you're like, man, I shouldn't have ate that burger. I shouldn't have eaten all those donuts. I shouldn't have drank that beer. Speaking of beer, I will do a podcast on the health benefits of actually drinking beer. But not getting sloppy drunk, not knocked on your ass, piss ass drunk, and then wake up and be like, oh man, look how healthy I am. But like, you know, there are some health benefits to it. Anywho, there's been many times where, you know, speaking from personal experience as well, where we would eat something or drink something and be like, man, I wish I hadn't did that. But then when you eat something healthy, or when you eat something that's better for you than that junk food, you're like, man, that was great, that was delicious, what next? What are we going to do? And ultimately, that's what we want. Move on to the next thing. Nonstop hustle. All right, C.T. Fletcher will say, it's still your motherfucking set. You should always be ready to move on to the next thing. Now, what about the emotional? You got to hear the windshield wipers. I apologize. Like I said, it's raining. <laughs> Anywho. What about the emotional? Because your health journey is just as emotional as it is physical and mental. In what type of way can you emotionally be, you know, unprepared? Well, becoming healthy is an emotional journey. If you're not mentally strong, you can and possibly will damage yourself emotionally. Say you've been working really hard for two weeks. You decided, I'm going to start this journey. I'm going <clears> to <throat> cut out all these foods, cold turkey, and I'm going to go to the gym every single day and all this other stuff. And I mean, you did everything by the book, right? Everything. Two weeks go by. You're noticing that your clothes are fitting better. You're looking good. You're feeling good. And then you tell yourself, I'm going to hop on the scale. So you hop on the scale, and maybe only one or two pounds are gone. And then you just feel devastated. You're like, I can't believe that I put in all this work, 
for only two pounds. That in itself can be emotionally draining. I understand that. But I'm telling you, as a fitness professional, sometimes that scale can be your worst enemy. Sometimes looking at that BMI chart that was made in the 1970s, 1980s, after some reason we still hold true to to this day, can be emotionally and mentally devastating. Perfect example. I, I do MMA, bench press competitions. I'm a firefighter. I work out regularly about five to six days a week. I eat relatively healthy. I, I, do, I do really good for myself, to be honest with you. Only thing that I got to do to be beach ready is shed about maybe maybe 10, 15 pounds of water weight. And I'm walking around the beach with a six pack and everything. Not trying to brag or nothing, just telling you it is what it is. So I work hard for mine. And I go and I look at the BMI chart. I'm about 5'6", and I walk around 195, 200 pounds. According to the BMI chart, I'm clinically obese. But if you see me, you're like, there's nothing on this cat that's obese. So if I was to be that type of person that looks at the scale, I will mentally and emotionally devastate myself. We can't do that to ourselves. Look at how do you feel? How do your clothes fit? Are you stronger? Can you run for a longer period of time? Are you getting things done better? Do you have more energy to spend with your family and your kids? And are you able to, let's say you're helping somebody move. Once upon a time, you used to get nauseous by the time you get done helping people move. But now, you can move on to the next thing. You say, man, I helped you move all this crap out of the uh, moving truck. Where do you need it in the house? Those are the things that matter. Those are the things right there that makes all the difference. And then if you worry about those things first, while you're working towards your goal, the scale will show your results. It's not how much you lose, it's how you lose it, if that makes perfect sense. You ever see people that lose a whole bunch of weight, but they don't really look transformed? It's because they tried the shortcuts. They tried to get lean and mean in 60 days. So they, let's say it's a woman, and she was 200 plus pounds, right? But not really a healthy 200. And she just dropped down. Boom. She's about 150, 160, right? Lost the weight quick. Well, okay, she's smaller, but now she's just a smaller version of herself. Has she done anything to mentally, emotionally, and physically strengthen herself, or did she just lose weight? When you lose weight quick, you get it back quick. It's a fact. You got to treat it like a journey. And when you treat it like a beautiful journey, when you get to your destination, you appreciate it more. The results stay a whole lot longer and you want to take care of it a whole lot more but when you lose it real quick you're like oh man I lost this weight super quick then you go back to your old habits because you haven't given yourself enough time to create new habits excuse me and then you gain some weight but then in the back of your head you're like oh I just do what I did again and lose that weight real quick there's no appreciation there and eventually your body is going to get used to it your body is at a is always trying to maintain a homeostasis look the word up if you don't know what it means it's always trying to maintain a balance within itself 
And if you train it to be a certain kind of way, that's how it will be. So do you want it to be a seesaw where it looks good one minute, then it's back to where it was, and it looks good another minute, and it's back to where it was? Or do you want to train your body to be a lean, mean, high metabolic, fat-burning machine that looks good almost 95% of the year? It's your choice. And you got to emotionally and mentally prepare yourself to do that. And when you get your when you get your emotional strength up, when you get your mental strength up, and say, I want to consistently look and feel good, you're good to go. Back on the emotional. There will be people on your journey to becoming a better you that will not always support you. And it's not because you're doing anything wrong. For some reason, I don't know why this is, but it's so popular in Hollywood and everything else. But there are some people that just don't want you to be better. Either because they feel like you're going to leave them or they feel like because they can't do it, they don't want you to do it. And if you do it, then they feel like they have to do it, but they don't have the mental, physical and emotional strength to do it. To be honest with you, I really don't know what other people's motivations are. But what I do know is that sometimes people just don't want you to do better. You got to make sure that you got a crowd around you that when you drop five pounds, they treat you like you won the Nobel Peace Prize and they want to know how you did it so they can do it, too. If you get you a job, if you went to a job interview and you achieved something that you didn't think was possible, you got that job that you didn't think that you was going to get, but you went for it anyway, you need a crowd around you that's going to say, holy crap, you got that job. I remember how you was worried about it. Congratulations. That's awesome. I want to know all about it. You need a strong crew, a strong supporting crew. And unfortunately, sometimes a strong supporting crew will not be your parents, will not be your brother or sister, will not be your wife or a husband. The people that you think would be it will not be. And that can be emotionally devastating. It can be. You got to be able to find within yourself to say, despite these odds, I'm going to go for it. And I will have people around me that will support it. There's nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with it have you a crew that want to see you become healthy when you are becoming healthier looking better feeling better and doing better that they want to push you to keep going further man you look amazing you're doing great look at look at this this is awesome keep it going keep up the good work that's what we need as human beings how good does it feel to have somebody that's got your back. It's amazing. How bad does it feel when people are like, oh man, you don't have to eat that salad. You ain't got to eat it. You've been eating healthy all week. You ain't got to eat that shit. Here, have some Krispy Kreme with me. Eat these donuts with me. Come on, eat these donuts with me. You know, in the back of your head, you know, you're like, man, I wish you just support me. I wish you eat this salad with me. I wish at minimum that you quit pressuring me to do something that I know I do not want to do. It's important for your emotional well-being to have that supporting crew. Uh, well, as usual, 
I'm almost at the gym every time I'm off shift. I'm on my way to the gym to get healthier, and I am one stop sign away from being there. So I'm going to end it with this. Take care of your mental strength. Take care of your emotional strength. And when you take care of those, your physical will happen at such an amazing and healthy pace. Your results will last a whole lot longer and you'll be a whole lot happier for it. You'll have a healthy mind, a healthy spirit, and a healthy body. And it'll be infectious to the people that are around you, to the people that you care about. They will feel forced or they will feel the need to step their game up. And ultimately, to make it in this crazy world, that's what we need to do for each other. Support one another, be strong for one another, and ultimately, love one another. Thank y'all for your time. Be blessed. Remember, keep it healthy. Good morning, everybody. It's your boy Ron on Healthy Talk, a.k.a. Talk Healthy. Um, today is going to be, um, today, yesterday, yesterday when I was on shift and I overheard a conversation, it hit a nerve for me. It hit a nerve for me and it's one of the nerves that, um, it gets hit quite often when you look online and everything else. And this will be, this will be strictly health related, but is you know, is is well-being as well. And... I think also that relationships is also a big factor in your health as well. And I'm going to explain what I'm getting at in a second. So, we all know that there is such a thing as fat shaming. There is such a thing as fit shaming. And honestly, neither or should be shamed, period. But I'm over here in this conversation, and there's this woman. She's, she's overweight. It is what it is. And her husband is the one that works out. He stays in shape. He takes care of himself and everything. And, oh, dude, I mean, he really does take care of himself. And you can tell, obviously, that he does love his wife. And I'm listening to this conversation, and she's, like, just going at him. Why are you always going to the gym? We go out to eat. You don't want to eat with me. You always want to eat the meals that you prepped. Or when you do go out and eat with me, you make me feel bad because you're ordering salads and healthy stuff. And I'm over here eating a cheeseburger. And da 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 da. And she's going on and on and on. And she keeps throwing the words out that you don't love me. You don't love me. She even got really personal and was like, you're not even romantic or intimate with me the way that you used to be when we first met. It's like you act like that you don't even like me anymore and so forth and so on she's literally seeing all these things making this guy feel like a bad person for taking care of himself uh, I don't know what happens on their personal time I don't know if you know they go home and he talks mad crap or whatever but I mean judging the book by its cover for what I was seeing with him just sitting there quiet and nodding his head and trying to get a word in but he can't do it because she attacks him with something else it really don't look that way but once again I really don't know but anyway, he kept it real. And he said something that, you know, I think anybody, man or woman, that do take care of themselves or has a spouse that really don't take care of themselves. And he says, babe, I love you all day, every day. I will do anything in the world for you. You are my wife. I love you. However, I do not lust after you. 
It is a difference. I'll take a bullet for you in a heartbeat. But because you do not take care of yourself physically, I can't look at you in lustful eyes. And before before the bashing and everything else happens and everything, let me go ahead and say, first off, this woman's not just a little bit overweight where, you know, she carries it well, whatever, what have you. It's, you know, it's borderline that she goes in for a physical. The doctor will say, hey, you need to lose some weight before you start having some adverse effects. Get a lot of visceral fat and so forth and so on. And I could tell that what he said absolutely crushed her. And I get that. I can understand that. I can understand that the reason why this woman is not getting exactly what she wanted. She's getting what she wants. You know what I'm saying? It's obvious that the man takes care. He holds it down at home. He takes care of the family. If they have a family, he's at least taking care of her. She's dressed nice. He's dressed nice. Like, he's handling his business. And on top of that, he's doing, in my opinion, he's doing his share of the deal. And she felt like that he wasn't doing his part because she feels like love and lust are one and the same. And in my personal opinion, they're not. And the best way to maximize lust is to take care of yourself. I really, I honestly, I cannot see any other way. You have to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, and mentally in order for somebody to lust after you. Throughout the whole conversation, I saw a weakness in her physical health and her emotional health. And mentally, she may be strong. She may be mentally strong to tell herself, you know what? I'm a big, beautiful woman. I hold it down. I take care of my business. And she has a pretty face. She really do. She has a pretty face. She's a pretty, she's a pretty woman. She just simply don't take care of herself. And I'm sorry. You can, you can be the most gorgeous woman in the world in the face. But a man, most men, and some women, like the body it's about the body you know you want to feel her hips women you want to feel his strong arms and his strong chest and you want to see everything you know looking good and the same thing for men they want those things no you don't have to be an instagram model or anything like that but physically appealing and i know some women they go out there and they buy lingerie or they buy these outfits and everything to try to look good and it needs to be understood that the outfit doesn't make the woman look good the woman makes the outfit look good same thing for men if you're if you're a dude and you're not in shape or anything like that and you show up wearing a nice shirt and some you know tight pants or whatever that most you know guys who take care of themselves wear you look like a fool man you do you look like a fool that's if you can get it on there's nothing appealing about that and I think that's a truth that needs to be said more often on personal time within couples. Now, I know a lot of people, I know weight is a very incredibly sensitive topic. I know it is. And I know for the most part, women, it's the most, one of the most sensitive things ever. And understand. You have kids, you live life, you take care of it, you got other obligations, maybe you got a career, maybe you're a nurse, whatever, what have you. Your health has to find, you have to make room 
for health to be a priority. You've got to. You have to. I've spoken before about how, you know, your health is good for you physically. It's amazing for you mentally and emotionally. It'll help you take care of yourself. It's also the best thing you can give to the people you love. It is the most amazing gift ever. Men, when you take care of yourselves and you go outside and maybe you got to work on a car or you got to cut grass or something like that. It's a hot day. You come out the shirt. You look up at your lady and she's biting her lip. She sees you and she's like, man, my man looks good. Good for you. She deserves that. She deserves to have a man that when she looks at him, she's like, God damn, I'm turned off. And the same thing for the men. You hanging out, you sitting down, maybe you playing video games, you're looking at TV or whatever, what have you. And then your wife comes by and she's wearing one of your t-shirts and some really short shorts. And you're like, man, I got a sexy ass wife. Not sexy as in I love my woman because she does all these things. Yes, that makes a woman sexy. But I mean just straight up to the eye, lusting. I looked at her, got turned on immediately. Good men, good women deserve that. Honestly, I think that's part. Of, I think that's part of your marriage vows. Yes, you love each other through sickness and health, and for better, for worse. But you also got to love, honor, and cherish. And one of the best ways to love, honor, and cherish somebody is to love, honor, and cherish yourself. Just because it says in sickness and in health, it, it's not an excuse. To be unhealthy and sick. It's not an excuse. It's getting looked at the wrong way. It's getting, and a lot of people do that. They say, I'm married. I don't have to take care of myself anymore. You do. Actually, more now than ever, because you pledge the rest of your life to this individual. You owe it to this other person. The other person owes it to you to live a long, healthy life with you. And to be that strong vessel, physically, mentally, and emotionally, for you. It, it, it bothers me to where communication can be strong between a husband and wife. But then the second that something's talked about, weight, for example, that makes them uncomfortable, then excuses come out. You should love me regardless. And you know what? You're absolutely right. You should be loved regardless. But you should love yourself regardless too. There's no way you can tell me that just not taking care of yourself is good. That not taking care of yourself is healthy. That not taking care of yourself is, is, is a turn on. You can't say that's a turn on. And I could tell when she said the words, when a woman was talking to her husband, she said the words the way you used to. That tells me off the rip that she wasn't always in that physical condition. That once upon a time, he did lust after her. That lust stays with consistency. I understand there will be weight gain in relationships. For some reason, that goes hand in hand sometimes with some couples. I get that. But that doesn't mean give up completely. And trust me, most men, 
they're speaking they're speaking for men right now most men and I can honestly say maybe for some women they can understand a couple of pounds because real talk they understand that real life is going on but to just say just to completely just be like nah I'm good I'm gonna do me and you're gonna love me regardless well yeah you're gonna be loved regardless but you will not be lusted after and everything that you get with lust that you're craving for will not be there and if you do get it it won't be the same it'll be because he or she feels like they have to do it that is mandatory to do it it's not a want to anymore like it was when you first met now it's a duty the relationship is already work enough as it is already there's already enough trials and hardships and everything else that comes along with a relationship, the good and the bad relationships. Why add on to it? Have a little self-discipline. Take care of yourself. Make sure you know, that your emotions are intact, that you're not going to lose yourself and snap at every chance you get because someone's talking about your physical well-being. Be mentally strong enough to look in the mirror and say, I do need to make a change. In order for me to get what I want, I have to do what I need. It's really, I want to say it's as simple as that. Because I understand that sometimes health just isn't that simple. I understand that with some people, there are medical conditions. I get that. I get that. But once again, that does not mean give up. What do you think that tells your partner that wants you to make a healthy change because they love you? That you gave up on yourself. Well, what does that mean for the relationship? You're going to give up on your relationship? Well, goodness. she. How can she love? How can she maximally love me if she barely loves herself? That's, that's the message that's being sent out. That may not be what you're saying. You may not be saying that at all. You may be the epitome of self-confidence. But what the image that you're giving out, the impression that you're throwing out there is I do not, I, I don't give a fuck. That's really what it is. I do not care. And there is no bigger turnoff in the world to any partner than I simply do not care. I give up. There is none. Well, there is. Cheating. But once again, cheating is a variation of giving up. You've given up in some aspect of the relationship that causes you to go out and do something that you shouldn't do. Anyway, I know that this was more of like a venting, like a venting type thing. But I'm once again, like I said, when I first started this thing, I'm incredibly passionate about well-being and health. I'm incredibly passionate about it. And I try to I try to spread the word out because I love people. And if there's anything and anything that I can do to help people to achieve that, I want to do it. And I feel like that just being honest with your partner and being honest with yourself. And you know what? It doesn't have to be your your uh, your spouse. It could be a close family member as well. That just is a sensitive topic. I feel like just being honest with yourself and self and being honest with your family will just It'll, it'll fix so much. People take for granted all the time about just how much repair taking care of yourself will do to your relationship with whomever. It's good that you want to dedicate so much to this other person that you care about. That is a beautiful thing. That's the most selfless thing you can do. But in order to be incredibly selfless, 
Sometimes you have to be selfish and you have to take care of yourself. You cannot give 100% if you're not trying to achieve 100% yourself. If you can't be in the best possible personal condition, then what, what vessel do you have to give the best? What, what do you possibly have? You can only give what you're capable and comfortable of giving. Me, with my family, with my wife, just me speaking personally is Ron. I take care of myself. I look after my mental, emotional well-being. If I feel like that I'm being a little too hard, I'll watch a tearjerker. I'll get in touch with my emotional side. I'll do something that will, I'll have thoughts or whatever that give me positive tears or just something to touch me emotionally. If I feel like that I'm not being as, as mentally strong for my family, I read, I study, I have intellectual conversations with people, intellectual conversations with my wife. I also try to constructively you know, say and push to her, hey, let's do some more things that will make us smarter, make us more emotionally in touch or whatever. And of course, I look after myself physically because I always want my wife to look at me and not only look at me and lust after me. Oh, man, my man, he's taking care of himself. He's doing this and that. But I want her to have 100 percent confidence that, you know what, if we get mugged, he can handle it. If one of our kids gets snatched up by somebody, he can chase that guy down. If our kids want to play and I'm too tired to do it, he can do it. If we need help moving something, my his in-laws can call him and say, hey, I need help moving his refrigerator, dishwasher, laundry um, appliance or whatever. And he can get out there and damn near do it himself. She has complete confidence in my health. That is my job as her husband. And I think if more people will dedicate themselves to just being overall healthy and then apply that to their relationships, then just a whole lot of things will be a whole lot easier. And if it doesn't work out, then it's because of just a lack of compatibility. It has nothing to do with I didn't find my husband or wife attractive anymore or they just simply didn't care anymore. So I didn't care or there's too many health issues that could have been avoided because uh, he or she didn't take care of themselves. You've you got to take care of yourself. you got to take care of yourself to take care of others. Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I just arrived at the gym. As you already know, I do all my conversations going from work straight to the gym. I really hope that I didn't step on too many people's toes. If I did step on your toes, I hope you're able to like listen to this again and listen to it in a constructive manner. Know that it comes from a caring place. And understand exactly how important it is to take care of yourself, to take care of other people. I hope y'all have a good day. Thank you for taking the time to listen and talk healthy and always be blessed. Goodbye.